Welcome to the Walk Podcast of the Thompson Institute, a podcast for students and faculty on your walk across campus as a resource for your spiritual journey. I'm Aaron Badenhop. And I'm Jordan Browning. And we are your hosts and fellow Buckeyes. In the next episode of the Walk Podcast, we ask Dr. Vanderpoy about why the typical student should consider taking history seriously, and we ask if there's any truth to the idea that the human story is one of progress that considers ancient peoples to be primitive and naive. Having studied ancient history at Ohio State as an undergrad, uh, so maybe I'm a little bit biased in this, <laughs> but I, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you this next question because I think a lot of students at Ohio State who don't like history, you know, maybe there's all kinds of sciences at right. Ohio State, and there are students who have to take history classes because of gen ed requirements, and, <laughs> yep. and you probably have a lot of those students in I your do. classes, yeah. but... Um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to give you the chance in like 30, 60 seconds to say like, why does history matter? Like yeah. why why do, should the average student at Ohio State uh, actually invest intellectually in um, thinking about history? Yeah. Well, I think um, maybe I can answer that in two parts, hopefully in 60 seconds. Um, the first <laughs> would be that um, history is a, is a connection to the past. And there is a simple notion that of studying history because it'll, it'll teach us lessons of what to avoid. Um, uh, but the reality is um, maybe that's a little simplistic, that history doesn't perfectly repeat itself. But the reality is, is as humans, we are connected uh, to our past, uh, the human past. And I do believe that there are uh, some common um, tendencies to, to human beings and human societies. Um, so it is something that can be looked at um, to understand uh, not only our, our kind of legacy, but understand who we are, um, the mistakes we make, uh, the successes we're capable of, um, and to understand that those kind of things aren't just in the past, that somehow they are still ongoing. Um, I think it was C.S. Lewis said something about, you know, whatever we have been in some sense, we still are. Um, even though, you know, there's, for me, there's a huge gap of difference between moderns and ancient uh, people, but, we are still humans, and we're connected to that. Um, so that's one of the reasons I would say study history. The second would be the kind of, uh, in terms of historical science, why a student might want to take that. Um, I fully believe that I'm not teaching, you know, names, dates, and battles. I'm also not teaching history because I think that's going to get you a six-figure salary. I fundamentally <laughs> don't believe that's what why you should be taking history. I believe that history cultivates critical skills that you're going to need uh, to be a great, awesome human being and to bring those skills to your community. Uh, critical thinking, uh, even maybe more uh, emotional kind of things like the ability to empathize with others, but to see an issue from both sides, something that seems critically lacking right now. Hmm. Uh, I believe we're cultivating values of excellence uh, in a history course. Um, and again, I, I don't, I think it's important to make a distinction between the quantitative and the qualitative. Uh, if you look at your classes and your diploma in general as something that's going to get you some numbers, you know, some uh, salary, which is great. Um, that's not the whole story, though. There are qualitative questions of, of who you are as an individual, the kind of skills you have, and, and how you can um, bring those skills to other people. 
Yeah, that's it's interesting because knowing that you studied ancient history related to agriculture and hearing what you said a moment ago about how you have a, a appreciation for farmers, mm-hmm. it seems as though your study of hi- history impacts even like how you view the world today. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. As I said, I mean, um, you know, human beings, you know, we haven't changed necessarily as a species, you know, we haven't evolved beyond being homo sapiens. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we have similar tendencies, no matter what period of time. uh, And we always uh, need the ability to empathize with others. And, And yeah, my own studies of uh, farming. You know, I, I was a suburban kid. I grew mm-hmm. up in the suburbs, which are a kind of place that is a, at once here nor there. You know, it's mm-hmm. not city. It's not the countryside. And my studies definitely helped me understand a different world, uh, the world of farming, even if it, it was an ancient one. Um, it still helped me understand um, the profound um, connection as well towards humans and landscapes and environments and things like that. Hmm. What's well, it's uh, common to hear people say today um, something along the lines of, I can't believe this is happening. You know, maybe they're looking at the news or they're paying attention to current v- current events and they're <laughs> saying, like, in the 21st century, I can't believe that this is still happening today. And when I hear people say that, I think uh, sometimes in those statements it seems implicit that there there's a certain narrative that the enlightenment and it's the enlightenment narrative that says that uh the human story is one generally of progress and that we must sort of throw off all the old myths Mm -hmm. and the old values uh and so my question is do we have anything to learn from ancient people today i think it's easy for us to sort of look at ancient peoples as primitive yep and uh, sort of stuck in the past and therefore irrelevant yeah um like why why might it matter to pay attention to what ancient peoples believed, thought, did. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack, I think, there in that question. I think you brought up a number of really, really important points that sometimes, or most of the time, I think, go unnoticed by students, uh, everybody, really, in society. One is that we're living in this, yeah, enlightenment narrative that is um, what we call a kind of history of progress. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and that um, humans just get better and, and smarter and almost, yeah, like evolve into something different than they ever were. And the reality is I spend time in my courses usually in some way trying to teach what I call the myth of primitive man, that that is that the further back in time you lived, the, you know, somehow the stupider you were. And the reality is that someone, the first person to develop the spoked wheel or whatever is, is a genius, if you think about it, because relative to what they have. And there, so there's a condescension that we have to be careful about uh, when we look at the past, uh, that somehow human societies were just nowhere near as, as special <laughs> and <laughs> intelligent as we were. Uh, the reality is we're, I always say, you know, we're kind of standing on the shoulders of giants, uh, generations and, and centuries and centuries of deep thinkers who have put the building blocks there for us uh, to make certain advances. Um Yeah. And, you know, the other half of the question I think that you were saying was, you know, I can't believe this is happening now. Mm -hmm. Um, That gets back to the fact that, as I said before, you know, whatever we have been in one sense, we still are. We're still humans. That means we have this kind of um, this past of failures as well as successes. Um, And we can still study those in the past and understand 
humbly and honestly that we still have the capacity to make those mistakes. So when we look back at, you know, even just, you know, the mid-century, mid-20th century period, how did people fall for dictators and things like that? You know, we can still be those kind of people and uh, or you look back at the Roman past or whatever and say, you know, how did people uh, manage to get themselves in this kind of problem? And, um, one of the great things about, I think, uh, a grace-based worldview is that you can say, oh, yeah, I'm a mess uh, and completely uh, loved despite that. And what that does is it frees you, to be honest, then. And so I think... Um, we have a tendency to look at the past and always just see mistakes and how people screwed up, but it can free us to look at our present and say, oh yeah, we we can make mistakes too. Uh, and we are making mistakes. We also have a great capacity for some successes as well. Um, so I think if, uh, just to wrap that up, I think we have to be able to get rid of the derision and the condescension towards past um, communities, uh, that they had the same you know brain capacity we had um, they were probably dealing with much, in some cases, much harder circumstances. Uh, and that can help explain certain what might seem like bizarre beliefs or bizarre behaviors to us. Uh, that, that being said, someone 500 years from now may look back at this time and, and, and fail or, or just hesitate to understand how we could think in certain ways. So anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you could go on about with those kind of questions sure. for a long or <laughs> kind of conversation for a long time. Mm -hmm. kind of curious um maybe this related but maybe backtracking a little bit too that i mean even from your own area of study or and expertise do you feel like there are any lessons or um i don't even yep there's information from that time where it's like man if if today we knew that this is how it went or if this is uh if we only knew this, like, man, we'd be in a much better spot today. Like anything that yeah. comes to mind. This is why I hesitate sometimes to say that history is just a thing that you can, that it's a lesson learning thing mm -hmm. that teaches you how not to screw up in the, in the future is that there are also certain core things about humanity. We tend to be security oriented and therefore greedy. Um, we tend to lose our principles pretty quickly if we feel threatened by things, if we feel like life's not going well for us. So no matter how, mm. what kind of ideals you learn from the past or how many lessons you think you've learned from the past, while history is not perfectly cyclical, humans do tend to exhibit similar behaviors. Um, and uh, I do think I'll just give you, I mean, one area that I feel like I have learned something in um, is when I've looked at, you know, sustainable pre-modern agriculture. I've learned so much about humans connections to lands. It has really um, taught me a lot of lessons um, about kind of our own posture towards landscapes. And I don't want to be too much like the Lorax here or kind of on some <laughs> environmental pulpit here, but. These are people in antiquity who didn't have the ability and didn't have the luxury to waste any forms of energy. They all got put back into their farm and into their landscape, and they had a much more, I think, profound care and nurture um, for their lands. It's something I think that also then reverberates more deeply in your character as a human being towards all other forms of life. Um, that's something I've personally just learned in the, in the most recent years as I've been, you know, researching agriculture in particular. And so that's maybe an area I know some people won't like to hear anybody who talks about the environment or whatever, or responsible use of things. But that's one thing I would say that might be a good lesson. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, we, as people who consume food, we remain intimately tied to our landscapes and 
how we treat those is also a reflection, I think, of, of, of ourselves. Is it fair to say even like maybe even this, uh, I guess what I'm sort of processing as you've been talking through this too is even that a, a greater appreciation and depth into history, I think, produces in us maybe like a humility that maybe we wouldn't yeah, have if absolutely. we were sort of disconnected from what came from uh, absolutely. the past. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would actually go even further to say that everything in kind of the liberal arts education, you could make a kind of sales pitch here for the liberal arts education, though I fully believe it. That, yeah, the, the more you study history, I think the more um, differentiated and profound of a human being you become, but you could also say that about accounting or, or you know, uh, mathematics and uh, these kind of things in which you endeavor to broaden yourself are an indication, I think, of, of a posture of responsibility that you care mm. uh, about, not just yourself, but about this world, about your community. Um, and But yes, I think you could certainly say that it's more specifically about history. Uh, it definitely deepens and kind of... Uh, gives you uh, a better sense of things. I can't remember how you put it, but um, yeah. 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 So Jordan, what stood out to me from this episode was when Dr. Vanderpoy was talking about having a grace-based worldview and that, that great grace-based worldview helped him in, in his endeavors in studying history and that what it did for him is it gave him a sense of a secure identity. He knew that he was fully known and fully loved. And that allows him to sort of use history to look at himself in the mirror, to sort of face his own issues, his own limitations, weaknesses, and brokenness. And I, I think that's significant because uh, I think it might be difficult to approach a subject like history without that grace-based worldview. Uh, it makes me wonder how secularism, secularism provides that secure sense of identity to really own up to the issues that we, we have and we bring as human beings. Yeah, I definitely appreciated that as well. Um, even for myself, like, uh, couldn't help but think about my own um, attitude towards history uh, through the years of education in my life. And it's even the temptation to view the subject of history as um, memorization of important dates, figures, people, uh, regurgitating that for a test, um, and then moving right along to something else. Uh, and, I, and I appreciate the reminder from Dr. Vanderpoy that we stand on the shoulder of giants, that here in the present, we're not isolated from what's happened in the past, but rather we're deeply connected to it. Um, and I, yeah, looking forward to, to what he has to say uh, in future episodes. We'll stay tuned for our next episode of The Walk as we ask Dr. Vanderpoy about his experience of the culture of history departments and how he would respond to the person that questions whether or not Jesus was a real human being. Thanks so much for listening to The Walk of the Thompson Institute. The personal views presented by the scholars and professors on our podcast do not represent the views of their employer. For upcoming events and for more information, visit thethompsoninstitute.org, a program of CREW at Ohio State.